Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Born Yesterday, a podcast experiment in which myself and Andy Barr Hello there. Have been cloning ourselves, and in the 24 hours that those clones have been alive, they have learnt about three things. And we have invited special comedian guests to explain some other things to them, using the three things they already know about as the frame of reference. That's the concept. The three things in this episode are Wall-E, a ticket inspector, and a rodeo. Andy. Yep. Wall-E. Yeah. Pixar film? Yeah. That little Two robot. for two. two for, three for three now. What? You're getting all of these facts correct. It's a film. Uh, it's a Pixar film. It is. It's about a little robot. It is about well a little robot. Well done. Wally is... Um, he's just a nice little... He's a nice little fellow. His heart's in the right place, ultimately. He's a... I mean, I don't know where, where his heart is, because <laughs> um, he's just got that sort of compacting chamber in his chest, doesn't he? So there can't really be a, yeah. be a heart in there. Where do you reckon his cock is? <laughs> um, I think it's probably... Uh, I think he keeps it as a sort of separate unit. Right, okay. So, yeah, sort a little of, um, bit of... It, it, Extra plug-in hardware. Yeah, it's, it's a peripheral that he can yeah. um, attach and detach. Okay, well, I'm glad we've got to the bottom of that. Do you reckon it's a similar thing for, for Johnny Five from Short Circuit? <laughs> Out of all of the fictional robots, mm. Andy, which one you, would you prefer to have in your house? Because a lot of them are designed to be useful, obviously. Yeah. That's sort of what robots are for. Yeah. Wally is is pretty small. He's pretty small. Yeah. Pretty I've, pleasant. I pleasant. Think. Yeah, possibly slightly, slightly dense. Yeah, um, but you wouldn't want his tracks bringing mud in. No, no, you wouldn't. And also, he's full of garbage, and he finds garbage, and he just puts it in him. Yeah. So he, eventually, he's going to get onto the street, and he's going to be bringing other people's crap mm. into your house. Well, yeah, but I'd, I'd, I'd certainly pick him over the Iron Giant. 
Well, a, a kind-hearted robot. Yes, but uh, t- just too big, unfeasible, impractically sized. Yeah, and uh, and with Johnny Five, there's always a chance that uh, he might revert to programming and just laser you in your sleep. <laughs> oh yeah, Johnny Five's got that as well. Yeah, because the Iron Giant does that. Wally is unusual in terms of robot characters in mm. things. Mm. Because what robot characters' purposes usually are is to become more human. Mm. They're a sort of um, a cipher through which science fiction writers examine humanity. You think yes. about the... the um, They're not called clones, but the clones in Blade Runner. Mm. Or the... Um, or Data in Star Trek. Yes. Yeah. Uh, or the Iron Giant mm. um, coming to terms with humanity. Uh, and what Wally's journey is, is that he he, he picks up rubbish mm. and then he goes on a little space adventure. Well, he's just he's just sort of slightly horny for the whole thing, isn't he? <laughs> that is, his primary motivation. Yeah, he's slightly horny. Yeah. <laughs> for a- but unfortunately, he's left his cock attachment back, back in his house and has gone into space. So it's absolutely incapable of doing anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, God, I'm on the other side of the galaxy from my cock. Mm. We've all felt that way. Um, because Eve in Wally, the sort of romantic interest is sort of designed visually after modern technology, yeah. your iPhones, yeah, your Android yeah, yeah. phones, all this sort of thing. And uh, and Wally represents sort of um, older technology. Yeah. Um, uh, do you think that Pixar are trying to imply that, say, your washing machine thinks your laptop is fit. I think that that is definitely the subtext Mm. of the film. Yeah. Yeah. What's the sexiest piece of technology that you own, Andy? Again, a very hard question to to throw at me like that. Mm. Um, I don't know. Okay. I'm putting that back to you. Um, we are in your room at present, and I don't, I don't want to fuck any one of your devices. <laughs> I mean, there is a rubber woman in the closet. <laughs> Do you count that as technology? <laughs> of a of a sort. <laughs> don't you turn your nose up at my rubber woman? <laughs> She's been a great comfort to me in these past few months. Mm. <laughs> she stinks. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you pop her in the washing machine <laughs> and she's good to go again. And she's also particularly handy if I'm sketching anything and need to get rid of any of my pencil lines. <laughs> Which of the fictional robots would you least like to live with? Uh, well, who've we got? We've got Wally, we've mm. got Johnny Five. Johnny Five. There's the Iron Giant. Data from Star Trek. Data from Star Trek. Crichton from Red Dwarf. Yeah, Bender from Futurama. Yeah. Uh, all fellas. Marvin the Paranoid Android. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are there any uh, female-coded robots? There's a gap in the science fiction market, isn't there? It's one that you would have thought would have been filled by... Uh, Nerds. Yeah, sexy yeah. robot ladies. Yeah. There's sexy robot holograms. Hmm. 
There's a a lot of the thing the the, the replicants in Blade Runner are yeah. women. Right, yeah. In Halo, uh, Master Chief's little assistant is a is a is a woman. Yeah. Um, my rubber woman is a woman. Right, yeah, but that's not a robot. Yeah. Sorry, she's not a robot. Thank you. I don't know if they're still making Asimo the the sort of famous humanoid robot that was, um, you know, the most sophisticated humanoid robot for many many years. I don't know what the fuck that is. I've never heard of it. Asimo. No, no idea. Asimo is a sophisticated humanoid robot. Yeah. Have you seen Bicentennial Man? <laughs> now there's a sophisticated humanoid robot. A film that you can always guarantee will be on a channel at 3pm every day for the rest of eternity. My memory of what happens in Bicentennial Man is probably... Fuck all. (laughs) Fuck all happens. I think I'm probably thinking of AI for half of it. Um... And then maybe the first half, I'm just thinking of Flubber, and yeah. then it's and then basically Robin Williams turns in a career worst performance <laughs> in a profoundly boring film that is always longer than you think. Even if yeah, you've it is as well, yeah. gone into it thinking, Christ, this is going to be a <laughs> fucking overlong dirge. What a fucking dreadful robot. Bicentennial Man is rubbish. What are the worst fictional robot? Well, uh, Bicentennial Man. Is the worst. Yeah. Um, Terminator's pretty bad, but effective. Yes. Really good at its job. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, Ash. Ash and Bishop. Oh, yeah. Ash and Bishop are good. Yeah. yeah. Which one's the one that's nice? Bishop. Bishop, yeah. 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 Ash is... A real piece of work. <laughs> awful and full of milk. Yeah. Of course, played by Ian Holm. Ian Holm, yes. Yeah. Bilbo. Mm. I'm imagining... That those d- d- works take place in the same universe. <laughs> what the, the <laughs> Ash is based on Bilbo. So you're saying Some sort of cultural memory has carried from Middle Earth. So, so you're saying that all of the characters in Alien, who, as far as I remember, work for a mining company and are just annoyed all the time, dwarves. <laughs> but because. They have no reason to reference where they're from. Yeah. And also, you never see them stood next to any, you know, yeah. men. They, if they get out of that ship and stand next to people who aren't dwarves, you get the the real perspective. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's why the xenomorph looks so big. Yeah. <laughs> like, confronting an actual adult man who just sort of kick it out of the yeah, way, yeah. but it terrifies the dwarves. Have you ever met a ticket inspector, Andy? Frequently. Mm. I don't think I've I've got any any memories of of encountering a ticket inspector which are in any way outside of the ordinary encounters. Most of the time, they just check my ticket. I've got a ticket, and then they fuck off. Have you ever done any fair dodging? Uh, well, yes. <laughs> Not so much dodging, just when you know the barriers are open either end, and yeah, you know it's yeah. plus stops. Yeah. Would you count ticket barriers as robots? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I would, yeah. Okay. Where would you place them in the rankings of... <laughs> but they're beneath Bicentennial Man. <laughs> no one's beneath Bicentennial Man. It goes, it goes all the way down the list. There's Johnny Five, 
um, Calculon mm. from Futurama, yeah. the ticket barriers, and then Bicentennial. Right, Man. yeah. Um, I Sorry, don't know. ticket I barriers, a rumba, Bicentennial Man. If, right, okay. So ticket barriers mm. at stations. Yeah. What about those little barriers that they used to have at station toilets where you got to put 30p in to go for a piss? Where do they come on the robot scale? Yeah. Um, well, at least they understand um, commerce. Right. But I mean, for a ticket, so you're saying that t- ticket ticket barriers are, they're aware of tickets, but they're unaware of what happens either side of the acquisition of a ticket. They don't understand yeah. how you come by a ticket. They just know that they want to fucking eat a ticket to let you through. They know that I'm allowed to let some people through and some the people I let through have these things. And the yeah. people I don't let through have these things. Right. Whereas your barriers at toilets, they know what the game is. Mm. They know that you need to get in there, and they know exactly how to rinse you for it. Yeah, I was at um, I was at Waterloo Station once. Mm. It was uh, later at night, mm. and there were a couple of juiced-up lads mm. coming the other way out of the toilets. And I was just getting my change ready to go in, and they really took exception to this. Right? Yeah, they were like, "Don't pay, crawl under like a little rat." <laughs> <laughs> And they were really shouting at me. They were absolutely furious at the idea that I was about to pay and that I wouldn't crawl under like a little rat. <laughs> crawl. Get, get on your hands and knees in a public toilet. Yeah. My memory is not fantastic, but I will always, until my dying day, remember the phrase, crawl under like a little rat. <laughs> that's not even your phrase, no. that's theirs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that was, that was exactly what was said. <laughs> crawl under like a little rat. Yeah. I really, I'd had a burrito and really needed a shit. <laughs> so I really wasn't in, in, in the mood to be antagonised at, at this point. I used to train station toilet once and um, I went in. I needed to, to have a sit down toilet. Mm. And uh, I heard a cleaner come in. And there was only one other man in the entire toilet. And the cleaner sort of said, sorry, we're closing soon mm. to, to the guy um, who was making his way out. And this exchange happened just outside the door of my cubicle. Mm. And uh, the uh, the other toilet user said to the cleaner, don't worry, mate, there's only ever one bloke in here. And then he banged on the toilet cubicle that I was using. He's just in here, bang, having a bang, massive shit, bang. And then he uh, he left. And then I had to sit there having a crap, knowing that there was a man on the other side yeah, of the cubicle. Waiting for you to waiting wrap up. for the drop, as I like to say. You ever been to a rodeo? No. No. I think it's abundantly clear from the content of this episode that neither of us have been to a rodeo. <laughs> uh, it seems that we're, we, we haven't arrived at a... a a mutual understanding of which aspects of a rodeo we're familiar with and which we're not. There are some episodes of this podcast in which myself and Andy do not need to pretend in order to appear uninformed. Mm. However, I am going to America next week. You are, yes. So perhaps. Rodeo in the schedule? Uh, I don't think we're going to the sort of cowboy bar. Lovely. Uh, and we will do some kind of trail riding. So cowboys are... Basically, ranch hands. Yeah, they're kind of they're not farmers, but they, no, they need to corral. They operate in the same circle: livestock, cows, uh, primarily. Um, my mother grew up on a farm. Yeah, 
as you so often mention. As I so often mention. Mm. And if she were to construct uh, a series of games out of her childhood experiences, mm. uh, it would be fixing a tractor. Yeah. Um, jumping off hay bales. Yeah. And uh, killing baby animals that hadn't developed properly in the womb. Yeah. Now imagine how much more entertaining it would be to watch, say, fixing a tractor if that were if that tractor were bucking at the time. <laughs> the tractor had perhaps been smashed in its balls just before you need to replace a part of the engine, and it's it's going mad. Whilst your mother tries to cling on for dear life with a <laughs> wrench in hand, <laughs> trying to trying to get a new sprocket in the engine. Yeah. I don't know if rodeos would be considered cruel these days. I don't really know what the... Um... I imagine there are aspects of yeah. them which, which are undoubtedly cruel. Mm. Here's the thing, Andy. Yeah. So I'm um, I'm not a vegetarian, uh, but I sort of aspire to take less meat in my diet. I Take. <laughs> yes. That's the phrase I've I shall, I shall. <laughs> I shall take my evening meat now. <laughs> That's, have yeah. it delivered to my chambers. Yeah, I take my meat. I don't know why you're laughing at that phrase. <laughs> Upon an evening, I take my meat. <laughs> All power to you. <laughs> I am concerned with yeah. the welfare of animals. Yes. And I think animals should be treated well. Mm. However, mm. I would like to do the bull run at least once. Right, okay. Even though it's horrible and cruel. Yeah, fine. Because um, that just greatly appeals to me. Because the thing I like about the bull run, right. as opposed to other sports that are cruel, mm. is that it's 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 reasonable that the animal that you are inflicting cruelty upon can also do the same to you. Right, so that it's more of a sort of equitable uh, yeah. arrangement. It's not stacked so firmly in in yeah. the favour of mankind. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a and and same with bullfighting. Mm. Is it's um it's frankly funny when bullfighters get gored because they they are fucking asking for it. Yes. Um, with the I'm interested to hear about your desire to do the bull run because, and I don't mean this in an insulting way. You had never struck me as somebody who had the pace or agility <laughs> uh, to be particularly effective at evading a bull as you on know, winding Andy. Spanish streets. As you know, Andy, that's because I take so much meat. <laughs> In my training for the bull run, I would actually adopt a different strategy. I would intend to take so much meat that if the bull were to impact upon me with its horns, it would not have the fucking slightest bit of... <laughs> it would simply not be able to penetrate deep enough yeah. to cut an internal organ. Mm. Ah. <laughs> my layers. <laughs> you, my friend, have been fooled. Sort of rolling down the street like yeah. a sort of... A meaty violet Beauregard, mm, and that, but that would that, that create an extra hazard mm. for the other runners. Yes, yeah. Well, they'd have to roll me forward, of course. Well, I was, I was imagining that they'd be ahead of you. Oh yes, uh, you and would be, you would be rolling after them. I'm the ball from Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 they're saying to each other in Spanish, first the ball, now this." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it, 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 to expand upon this fantasy slightly, I'm then imagining that um, as you catch up with them, it's a sort of Katamari situation. Where... 
You absorb I, Spaniards as I, absolutely as, colossal. As I roll around, eventually the bull disappears from my concerns. Yeah. <laughs> I have an entire Spanish hamlet absorbed yes. in my in my flesh. Yes. Do you enjoy the cowboy aesthetic? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We, we both like a Western shirt. We do. Yeah. I've uh, I've packed one of mine for my trip to America. Don't mind it at all, Andy. No. Nah. Don't mind it at all. Yeah, I've got a Letterman jacket as well. Which... <laughs> you cunt. <laughs> they are going to think that I'm dreadful. And they <laughs> are going to be absolutely right. I've managed to resist the cowboy booters yet, but it's been touch and go a few times. I am I am borderline on the boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really, really hovering around that. It's something that I know would be a bad decision, a bad investment, and would um, make my girlfriend look at me with increasing uh, disdain and shame. Yes. Still, there's part of you, isn't there? A Cuban heel. Mm. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. I do... Um, I've got a bootlace tie over there because can't really see it from where we are. But uh, it was gifted to my grandfather as a uh, award for breeding Herefordshire bulls. Hmm. Is the is the sort of little metal thing on it a steer of some sort? It is. Oh, yes. Fantastic. I can't really wear it because I have a gargantuanly large neck. <laughs> um. I once uh, I went into uh, unusually for me John Lewis to buy a shirt. And um, I uh, tried to go to the dressing rooms and uh, a gentleman, a snooty gentleman in a suit stopped me and he said, what size neck is that? And I said, I've got, uh, oh, it's a 16 inch. And he pointed at my face and said, there is no way on earth you have anything less than a 17.5 inch neck. That man knows neck. And then he gave me a 17.5 inch and you know what? Fit like a damn glove. (laughs) (laughs) The last thing you want around your neck. (laughs) Yeah. So I can't wear the bootlace tie, really. That's a shame. My neck's too fat. Would you, uh, would you ever get one of those belt buckles that uh, has horns on it? It's just got sort of digs into your gut. Uh, I've got one there. Got one. Okay, great. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> and I, Notably, not the belt that you're wearing at present. Yes, yeah. uh, because I can't really wear that belt because it digs into my gut so much. Try and go for that. That's the price of style, my friend. That's the price of taking me stomach lacerations. <laughs> Our two fantastic guests in this episode are Phil Wang and Beck Hill. You can follow at Phil N Wang on Twitter. Uh, Phil's got a book out called Side Splitter. He's got a Netflix special called Philly Philly Wang Wang. Um, he does a podcast with previous guest Pierre Novelli called Bud Pod, which you should listen to. And Phil is currently on tour with his tour Wang in there, baby. And you can go to philwang.co.uk to get tickets and find out where Phil's playing and when you should go and see him. It's all true. And you can find Beck Hill uh, on Twitter at Beck Hill Comedian. Uh, she has a, a lot, hell of a lot of projects she's been involved with, uh, particularly Make Away Takeaway, if you've got kids, is on CITV. Um, she's written some children's books uh, and does lots and lots of videos, which you have probably seen uh, with flip charts and that sort of thing. She is great. You can find her website at beckhillcomedian.com. Uh, she's from Adelaide. 
find Phil's stuff, find Beck's stuff. If you are listening to this podcast for the first time, we have a back catalogue of episodes that you can find on your preferred podcast playing app. Leave us a five-star review. Uh, you can email us via the email available on our social media channels. And you can follow us on social media. Tell people about the show. Send us some fan art. Of anything. We really want to receive some absolutely foul drawings. And if you have any suggestions for topics that you would like people to explain, email those suggestions to us. Or future guests. Or future guests. Yeah. Or you want to send us some money. Forget everything we'd said previously. If you want to send us some money. Send us some money. Send us some money. Yeah. Should we listen to the episode? Let's do that now. <laughs> Phil Wang and Beck Hill, thank you very much for agreeing to explain a few things to us here today. Thank you. Oh, I'm really looking forward to the opportunity. Yeah. Fabulous. Um, myself and Andy have been live for only 24 hours. Mm. And in that 24 hours, we have come to learn something of the following three things. We have seen Wally... We know what a ticket inspector is. And we are familiar with the concept of a rodeo. Can I uh, just check, what, mm-hmm. as in Wall-E, the Pixar film? Yes. Not, not the hard-to-spot man. Uh, we, we don't know they who don't that know is. They don't know what that is. Oh, yep, of course. Yes, okay. Um, we are Question familiar <laughs> with the little robot yeah. who um, <laughs> sort of tidies away. Garbage and his friends were bug and the, goes to the space. Men, the men in Wally are actually pretty easy to spot. They are easy to spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one of the key things about them. Um, so we understand something of those three things. Um, bearing in mind that uh, those are three things that we understand. Um, Phil, in one minute, could you please explain to me who Lara Croft is? Your time starts now. Um, so Lara Croft is uh, in Wally when the robot meets the humans on the big ship. Some of them are man ones, mm-hmm. and some of them are woman ones. Yes, they you, right. you, you, did you pick up on that? We picked up on that. Yes. Yeah, so Lara Croft is a version of the woman ones. Okay, she's mm-hmm. sort of in a big sort of thing that holds her, and she sort of watches TV. Yeah. No, no, she's quite different. The, 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 being a woman is the only thing she has in common with the women in Wally. She's otherwise completely different. That's the okay. only thing she has in common. Yeah, is her is the sex. What dissimilarities are there? She she is very mobile. If anything, too mobile. Right. She's so mobile. She's too she, mobile. She's very mobile. She gets herself into um, difficult situations with her mobility. She can jump <laughs> sideways. She okay. can jump sideways. But, yeah. How does she jump sideways into a difficult situation? So she could l- jump sideways and then land into a tiger pit. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> we appreciate that. Uh, I've forgotten about the time limit. In one minute, you have explained to us that Lara Croft is a woman who shares but one similarity with the women in Wally, and most of her differences are contained in the fact that she jumps sideways into a tiger pit. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's just one of the situations that she's able to jump sideways into. Thank you, Phil. I gather there are more. What was the third thing you guys know about? Wally? A ticket ticket inspector inspector and a rodeo. A rodeo. You're familiar with the concept of a rodeo. Okay, I feel now a rodeo would have been been a better starting point for Lara Croft. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, rats. You know, later on, feel free to let us know how a rodeo pertains to Lara Croft. Uh, it's all good information. It's all good information. We're, we're, um, we're grateful for the information. Further information that we'd like from you, Beck, uh, mm-hmm. in one minute, could you uh, tell us who the village people are? You have one minute and your time starts now. Okay, so when you went to the rodeo, or rodeos, you're aware of rodeos? Mm-hmm. Yes, we've not been to one, but we're aware of them. Okay, and uh, there'll be someone on the horse riding the horse? Uh, there are people on horses at rodeos, yes. Yes, and they're wearing a hat. They're called cowboys. Okay. Yeah, and so the imagine five of those. Just five cowboys. <laughs> right. But the other four are not cowboys. <laughs> so, okay, imagine five cowboys. Yeah. Right. Imagine four of them aren't cowboys. So they yeah. have the basic shape of a cowboy, but other characteristics. Yes, yes. So is one might only, have Is a... the only thing they have in common with cowboys the sex? Did the four jump sideways is what I'm asking. <laughs> um, uh, they m- might do. I haven't seen it. They, But they, what they do is they sing, which is... Okay. Um, uh, if you saw the radio, they might have been yelling like "ah," but singing is <laughs> singing is like yelling, yes. but um, nicer to hear. Okay, so singing is "ah," but nicer than that. Yes, thank okay. you, thank you, Beck. In one minute, uh, Andy, would you like to sum up? What Certainly, uh, the, uh, the the village people is a sort of rodeo situation with five <laughs> five cowboys. However, the the cowboy aspect of the cowboys has been removed uh, and replaced by some other characteristics that we are as yet unfamiliar with. Well, one of them is a cowboy. One of yeah. What, okay, yes, one is a cowboy. Thank you, Ben. And they sing. Yes, which is the going form, oh, but nice yelling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. that's, um, pretty, that's a pretty good explanation of those people. Good. I, I think I'm glad to hear. I understand them better now, actually. Yeah. Uh, that was an explanation of some people. Um, myself and Andy are, are very keen to learn more about different places because we are aware that there are other places apart from this place. Um, Phil, in two minutes, could you please explain to me where and what Mordor is? Your two minutes start now. Okay. <clears throat> so in, in Wally, he starts off in a distant, desolate place. No, it's Earth. So it's desolate but not distant. He starts off in a nearby desolate place. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> I forgot you knew a lot about Wally at this point. And um, this, this, so this place is in a, an imagined version of Earth um, a, called Middle Earth. But okay. it's not actually in the middle of our Earth. It's a separate Earth. I understand okay. that is confusing. Mm. It is confusing. And it's imagined. Who imagined it? Is, um, the, ho- the whole world, Middle Earth was imagined by a, an author called J.R.R. Tolkien. No one knows what the letters stand for. Okay. W- would you be able to uh, briefly tell us a little bit about what an author is? Oh, no. an, or- an author is like, um, so you know, uh, in the, the ticketing inspector will inspect your ticket. Yes. And on that ticket is writing on yes. paper. Uh-huh. Someone will have had to have written that writing. An author is someone who writes train tickets. <laughs> right. uh, um, n- no, well, not not classically. An author <laughs> writes what's called books, which, if you can imagine, lots of tickets. It's a bunch stacked, of tickets. A bunch together. of tickets okay. sort of stapled on at one end. And so Middle Earth's in that. And Middle Earth is in one of those. Okay. What's it like? Um, it's. Varied. There are many tundras. 
there is a grassy, pleasant area called mm-hmm. the Shire. And, right. and Mordor. Mordor is the least pleasant part of the Middle Earth. Okay. It has a big volcano Ooh, in right. it. What's that? And, oh, no. Um, so, oh, no. You know, um, the, pff, in a, no, the rodeo has nothing to do with volcanoes. <laughs> Ten seconds. In, uh, uh, in Earth, which Wally is on, there are parts of the earth that are full of liquid fire. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. Uh, in that explanation of uh, what and where Mordor is, uh, you've told us that Mordor is part of Middle Earth, which is somewhere within a bunch of tickets. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's the least pleasant part of Middle Earth because it's full of liquid fire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I got for you. Thank you, Phil. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate all the information. Beck. Mm-hmm. In uh, two minutes, would you be able to tell us where Rada is? And what it is. Rada, in two minutes, starting now. Uh, Rada is the uh, is the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts, Ooh, okay. I believe. And that is a uh, school. Now, a school is yes. like... Um, a rodeo. A school is right. like a rodeo. Yes. But um, where... How many cowboys are there in a school? <laughs> um, not necessarily cowboys, but lots mm-hmm. of people. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Who aren't go- people. Cowboys aren't people. You know at the rodeo, there's people watching the rodeo? Yes. Yes. The So a school's full of people like that. A school's full of people <laughs> watching a rodeo. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, maybe if if that's been assigned to them, and okay. so they'll go to a school to learn about things like what you're doing now. We're teaching you. Huh. Okay. And so imagine if if that was just for uh, acting, which is. Do you remember the clowns at the rodeo? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm There's not rodeo sure. clowns. There rodeo yeah, clowns. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Then 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 we remember the rodeo clowns. Yeah. So they they uh they they don't normally look like clowns. They have to dress up and and act differently to how they would normally in life. Okay. And how? so people go to school to learn how to do that. People go to school to learn how to be a rodeo clown. Mate. Yes. But they do. But at Rada, it will be probably a different type of thing that they're pretending to be. What would they pretend to be? Oh, um, cowboys, uh, Lara Croft. Um, do, do you think that they learned how to be a cowboy by watching it at the rodeo before they went to Rada? Do they use that? They might do, but it doesn't pertain to what I'm trying to explain here. Which is what Rada is. Which is what is. Rada is. Right. Yeah. It's a school for cowboys. It's a school for people. Yes. To learn how to behave like what they don't normally behave like. <laughs> okay. What sort of people go to Rada? Um, the uh, people who have are not sure what else they want to do. Okay, and you said okay. it was the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts. Very briefly, because you are running out of time. Are you what? out of time? You've been out of time for quite some time. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I just sorry. thought I'd let you carry on with your line of questioning. Oh, no, I, I appreciate that. Um, in a sentence, uh, Beck, what's royal? Like, uh, like a very important cowboy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So okay. It's, it's all in the sort of cowboy uh, sphere. All of this. Yeah, Andy. Okay. Do you think you could sum up the um, the sort of cowboy information that we've got from back? <laughs> Not there? incredibly well, to be honest. But I will give it a go. It's a, a sort of academy which isn't necessarily for training 
um, people to be cowboys, but to pretend to either be watching cowboys <laughs> or to um, pretend to be something that they're not. Um, and there's a, a, some sort of grand cowboy that oversees it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Beck. You're that's, welcome. That's very useful information. One area of the uh, human experience that myself and Andy are looking to learn more about uh, is the world of art, art. and creativity. Um, to that end, Phil, in three minutes, could you please explain to me what Black Mirror is? Oh. Your time starts now. Black Mirror is a TV show. Mm-hmm. Do you remember in Wally? All mm-hmm. those, the TVs on the little pods, all yeah. the big people were on. The not yeah. Lara's watch. The non Lara's. Yes. Um, both male and female non Lara's. Yeah. Yes. Well, watching screens, and that's TV. Okay. Quite Presumably. Calming programming. Yes. Um, they, they might have been watching calming programming, but Black Mirror is the opposite of calming programming. It Ooh. is programming. Okay. Just to, it, it, we know that Lara Croft doesn't watch TV because the only thing she's got in common with Yes. The, so it was people. the big fellas. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. Black Mirror isn't calming. Black Mirror is not calming. The whole point of the show is to, um, to, to disturb you and to worry you. Why? Be- <laughs> because it, it's trying to be uh, a sort of uh, observation on the trappings of modern life and technology. <laughs> <laughs> We've got quite a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, you understand modern life? No. no. That's what you're living in now. The time... Like this right now is modern life. So us being here is modern life. Yes. And Black Mirror is trying to explain the trappings of being here of this. No, no, it's the trappings of technology really within modern life. Okay. What's technology? Technology is, you remember all the, in Wally is technology. Oh. He's, because he's a robot. What are his trappings? Um. I th- oh, his trappings are that he can't really speak very well. <laughs> and okay. and Bla- Black Mirror would, would try and uh, alert people to this fact, would it? Not this particular one. Why I- is finding out the flaws of Wally so disturbing and unsettling? Because we had a lot, we put a lot of our hope in Wally <laughs> and a lot of ourselves in Wally and we like Wally. Okay. And and we might have that same same sense of affection for other devices in our lives. And it's disturbing to find out that one's hope in those is misplaced. Y- yeah, because they couldn't disappoint you or even betray you. Okay. So <laughs> how would Wally betray us? He might sort of kill you with his claw or, <laughs> or sort of... Do you think he would try and speak properly while he did that or would he... Maintained his usual standards. I think it would be even more disturbing if you managed to to produce his first word only upon <laughs> drawing blood. Could, could we draw you to speculate <laughs> on what the word that Wally might use whilst he was killing you with his claw might be? Oh, uh, um, a sleep, probably like sleep or sleep or quiet or so, probably sorry, actually. <laughs> And do you, do you think that we would be uh, comforted or more disturbed in that moment that he felt moved to apologise? As as viewers of this show, no, as, as victims. Um, I I I think I think it would I think it would disturb us more because it would it would feel all the more necessary that he was killing us. Thank you, Phil. 
Very, very appreciative of all that information there. Uh, in three minutes, you've told us that Black Mirror is a, uh, a TV show uh, in which you watch uh, Wally throttle people with his claw <laughs> whilst apologising for doing so, and that makes you worry. Well, that's that's just one of the many scenarios that may be explored in Black Mirror. Mm. Well, that's the one we know of. Yeah. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> My stomach hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Beck, mm -hmm. could you, in three minutes, please explain to us uh, what Humpty Dumpty is or was? Your three minutes start now. Okay, so you know the um, the <laughs> so you know yes <laughs> you know ticket inspectors yes <laughs> finally we're cutting yes yeah, so you imagine a ticket inspector on a bus <laughs> yes yep and then okay. imagine if the ticket inspector fell off the bus okay why yeah, right and was injured quite horrifically why mm. why is he falling off the bus um no, never explained Okay. okay. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Uh, yeah. And he falls off and he's badly hurt. Yes. Okay. And so then uh, other people might uh, come to try and save the pa ticket inspector. Perhaps right. they were going past the crowd at a rodeo so there were enough people there to see exactly. this happen. Okay. Yes. So so all the people come and they'll try and, and you know, heal the ticket inspector. How, how, <laughs> um, if you were uh, to happen upon this scenario... Mm -hmm. How would you attempt to heal the ticket inspector? Yep, there's something called first aid. 
which is the first thing that you apply that you do when someone hurts themselves and so there's just a sort of catchall there's one thing that can be done when you encounter No there's an many different person. things and in order to it's probably good to do a first aid course okay. and you would do that it's a bit like going to rada but mm-hmm. instead of learning how to be something that you're not you learn how to make people better Is there a quickly. different head cowboy for the first aid school Um yes Right who's that Uh I don't know Okay, another mystery. <laughs> another mystery. <laughs> if if you hadn't done a first aid course and you encountered the ticket inspector who who had fallen <laughs> off the bus mm-hmm. and he was injured, mm. what would your first bit of first aid be if you were unable to diagnose the exact nature of the problem? Uh I would check to see he's breathing. Okay. And and if he wasn't, I would um breathe into his mouth. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um why? To try and put breath back into. <laughs> so you would breathe into his mouth to put breath back into him. Yes. And that's first aid, is it? When you breathe into someone's yes. mouth. Yeah. Okay. So, um Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> yes. Is a story mm-hmm. that is a bit like that, but instead of a ticket inspector, mm-hmm. it is um uh they don't actually specify what it is. Some people think it's an egg. What's an egg? Which is a um What's an egg, Beck? We knew this question was kind of Okay. So <laughs> What's an egg? You know Beck? the hats that cowboys wear? Yes. Uh-huh. It's like that. But it's a sort of hat. <laughs> <laughs> but it's enclosed an and egg. inside is um <laughs> <laughs> It's a sort of hat with something in it. What's in it? Um it's the Basic building blocks of life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Beck. Your time is up. <laughs> Andy, could you possibly sum up what uh, Beck's explained that um, uh, uh, <laughs> Humpty Dumpty is? Yeah. So Humpty Dumpty was when an enclosed hat with life in it <laughs> fell off a bus. <laughs> Thank you, Beck. That's very useful information. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Myself and Andy have only existed very briefly, but we are aware that other things existed before myself and Andy, and we'd like to learn more about those things. Fantastic. Um, Phil, in three minutes, could you please explain to us what American prohibition was? And okay. what happened? Your 3 minutes start now. America is a country mm-hmm. on the world in the world on earth okay. which Wally starts off in. And it's the country that has rodeos. So it's okay. where the rodeo started. So yeah, so the rodeos we were aware of were in a country and that country was America. Okay. And Would you like to speculate uh, what the um con- series of events was between rodeos happening and the sort of um desolate pile of garbage that Wally is clearing up. How did the rodeos result in that? The theory is that one day the animals won <laughs> and they won big. They won hard. Okay. So and so the, the the rodeo is normally about conquering animals, but Yes. Mm. Usually it is understood that the animals will lose. Right. Um and, and um uh, one day the animals won and overthrew literally their masters. Uh-huh. And um, but then upon killing all the all the cowboys and the people watching the cowboys, 
they found they they were not skilled at governing, <laughs> and the world fell into dis. My dis- my understanding disrepair. of um of Wally when I saw it was that um that, that some sort of hyper production of goods had occurred and that there was too much garbage and waste lying around. So mm. did, uh, did the animals upon winning simply produce too much? Well, when they killed all the people who watch cowboys, the machines were left on. Uh, the, the production lines were left on and the animals didn't know how to turn, turn them off. Right. Yeah. And so, and da-da-da-da-da-da, Wally. You can see the connection. Yes, I can see the connection. So, okay, so after all of this... Oh, so the country in which Rodeo started is America. Yes. And there was a time when they decided to ban alcohol. Which is... What's that? Alcohol is... A drink which the big people in Wally remember they were drinking out of cups in their chairs. Yeah, slurping. Yeah, it's a version of that thing that they had in their cups. Mm-hmm. Right, that makes you sleepy and angry. I mean, they were hardly energetic. <laughs> sleepy and angry. Yeah, so sleepy and angry, and gives you a headache later on, and um, it makes you tell the truth. <laughs> when you don't want to. So it makes you sleepy, honest, angry, and hurts you. And hurts you. And it's extremely popular. <laughs> <laughs> it has always been extremely popular. Why is it extremely popular if it hurts you, it makes you tell the truth, and the, the other thing? Because for the first 20 minutes, mm-hmm. it makes conversation slightly easier. Okay. Right, yeah. Right. Yes. It's easier to talk to people. For a very brief amount of time, and then it is just tragedy. But but it's worth it for... And they made it illegal for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Phil, for uh, wrapping up in time there. Um, in three minutes, you've explained to us that uh, American prohibition is something that happened uh, in America, which is a, a, a country that became a huge garbage dump after all of the animals killed all of the cowboys and didn't remember how to turn off the machines. It's probably hooves. Yeah, probably the hooves. And, uh, and at, 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 at some point, um, a uh, extremely popular drink that makes you angry, sleepy, truthful, uh, but better conversationally uh, for 20 minutes uh, was banned for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, yes. Very briefly, Phil, um, would you be drawn to speculate that were Wally to consume alcohol, would his conversational skills improve? Wally might be one of the few cases where his conversation actually get even worse because I imagine the liquid would short-circuit him. Do, do you think he would still be inclined to kill you with his claw? <laughs> Yeah, the angry element of alcohol might still be conveyed. Right. Okay. In if Wally drank some beer. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, Phil. This is all very useful information. Mm. Um, Beck, mm-hmm. in uh, three minutes, could you tell us about the discovery of penicillin? <laughs> Your three minutes start now. Okay, so you know how the world went all rubbish after the animals won and yes, and, and failed and to turn, turn off the machines. machines. Yes, hooves. Okay, mm. but you know how at the end of Wally they find a little plant growing yes. up. Spoiler alert for anyone listening. So there's a little plant growing up amongst all the rubbish. Yes. Okay, and that plant that everyone's quite ooh, everyone's excited about that. It's a yep. good thing. Yeah. Yeah. They, 
Yeah, they sing it. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine, yes. So imagine if that uh, was much, if the whole scenario was much, much smaller, really small. (laughs) So instead of lots of big people looking at a small plant, (laughs) it was a few small people looking at an even smaller plant. Much smaller than that. Much smaller than that. Like imagine if you could take the the earth in that scenario and and you could hold it in your hand and and Mm. then that that tiny little green plant represents something that that if you were to give it to someone in first aid, we talked about first aid, it might help heal them. Okay. Yeah. Would this have helped Humpty Dumpty out? Um, Possibly. Could you you use this plant after being strangled by Wally to regain some of your health? uh, Probably not after strangulation, but if you uh, had, if you got very sick. Right. Um, so if maybe if you had a cut during the, the from the claw, mm. and then the, the cut got very um, very upset. <laughs> but at at some point between getting smashed, falling off a bus, and um, getting strangled, it loses its efficacy. <laughs> um, if if you how does a cut become sad? Um, well, I just wasn't sure if you knew what infected means, but we have talked about angry. What does infected mean? So infected is like um, when people get angry after drinking alcohol. They're infected. So in a way, yes. Okay. So imagine if you if you were injured and then and then you, you, the injury became angry and not 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 helpful. The opposite of good. Your injury stopped becoming helpful. (laughs) So when uh, the the discovery of penicillin is what we're trying to learn about. So when was this tiny plant on a tiny world discovered? Um, I uh, under what circumstances was it discovered? How small were the people who did it? It was quite (laughs) a long time ago, Mm -hmm. Uh and the uh, it was. Normal cowboy size people, people, okay. and normal cowboy size. Yes, yeah. and the person who discovered it was uh, Alexander Fleming, was his name. Mm-hmm. And there was also another person whose name I forgot, but they're from Adelaide, which is where I'm from. Thank you, thank you, Beck. Thank you so much, um, Andy. Would you like to uh, sum up the information that Beck has given us there? Uh, yes, yes. So, um, a, a man called Alexander Fleming and somebody else from Adelaide. <laughs> Uh, found themselves in a situation whereby they were looking at a really, really, really small plant. Uh, and they realised somehow that this could be used to make angry cuts better and uh, potentially remedy some other uh, things short of uh, aiding recovery from strangulation. Thank yeah. you, Beck, Thanks for that information. Very appreciative. There are so many things to gain a greater understanding of, so we just want to keep offering things up to you, see uh, see what explanation you might have. Um, Phil, in two minutes, could you please explain to me what a cock ring is? <laughs> Your two minutes start now. <clears throat> a... To the bus and uh, the ticket inspector, <laughs> Humpty Dumpty. Yes, you put aside the the Humpty Dumpty story. This is pre him falling off. Pre injury. Okay. This mm-hmm. is in his general career. 
So on the bus, <laughs> <laughs> a bus Ticket is inspector's career. Yes. A bus is a vehicle that mm. sometimes will drive around the country. Yes, and when driving around the country, will occasionally have to stop to let the driver and the passengers rest. Okay. And they do this at places called service stations. <laughs> okay. A service station mm. is like a rodeo arena, <laughs> except none of the same things happen. <laughs> okay. Uh, so some uh, drinks are served. Drinks are served. Drinks and food are served. And that's the only commonality. That's the only has. thing. So like Lara Croft and the female passengers of the yeah. spaceship in Wally, they have only one thing in common. Yeah, rodeos and service stations if, have only one thing in common. If, if a cowboy were to attempt to enter a service station, would they be prevented from doing so? I don't think so. I think that's actually illegal in this country. So there could be a, a cowboy could be in, in both. Uh, both a rodeo. Oh, okay. So yeah, you got me. There's you another similarity. They both, say, both places can have cowboys. You say them. it's illegal to prevent a cowboy from going into a service station. Of course it is. If they're just dressed as, I mean, I, if they're armed, that's no longer that. That is, it is illegal actually not to stop them. But if they're not armed, if they're merely dressed as cowboys, I think that would be considered um, unfair. Um, what was um, what's the word? When when you when you don't allow someone in um, prejudice, oh. uh, How much? and in five oh. seconds, oh, and if you go to the toilet, there's a machine and they tell Cochrane the cockroach in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Th- yeah. Thank you, thank you, Phil. Um, in two minutes, you've explained that a, a cockroach is something that you can uh, acquire in the toilet of a service station, and a service station is a place where a bus conductor bus ticket inspector would tell a bus to go to so they could let off the passengers and it's illegal to not let a cowboy in one yeah but no other rodeo activities other than eating and drinking uh, can, can occur within the, the bounds of the service station that's right thank you Phil okay. <laughs> uh, it's that last minute sprint then. <laughs> that's what gets you that's what ties you out I but, didn't know you could buy those in the toilets there because I've. I, I think they're. I think they're called pleasure rings in those machines. Yeah. Maybe they're only in the we men's. We just get tampons. Yeah, we get all the. We get fun, the fun stuff. stuff. <laughs> Might ask a question about that, what that is later. <laughs> We're uh, all learning here. Yeah. Um, Beck, please could you enlighten us in uh, two minutes as to uh, who or what uh, Mister Universe is? Okay, so imagine a rodeo. Which is because radio yes. is a competition. Yes. You know how much I like using this analogy. We know that you're a fan of the rodeo. So there's a winner at the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so imagine that the winner is a man mm-hmm. and uh, uh, like the competition, instead of it being people riding horses, it is just just people. It's just, <laughs> it's just men. The competition uh-huh. is just men. There's no yeah. horses. There's no horses. No. And then they they show off their muscles. Okay, what are muscles? Um, so uh, Lara Croft is very muscly because she's the opposite of the women in Wally. Okay. So so some of these men might be able to jump sideways. Some might be. <laughs> okay. So so they're, they're a bit like Lara Croft in that they're very yes. muscular. That doesn't really explain what muscles are, though. What are muscles? Uh, oh, oh, so they are... Um, 
stuff that is inside us. Stuff that's inside us. Yeah. Okay. That, that allows could. us to move by um, contracting and the opposite of contracting. Contracting okay. and the opposite of contracting. So, uh, do these uh, men have muscles which are particularly good at contracting? Yes. Right. Yes. So when, they get very big. When you say that stuff that is inside us is muscles, mm-hmm. when you eat or drink, mm-hmm. does the drink become muscles? Um, uh, it can do if you're drinking a good drink and mm. you are um, moving a lot. But if it is bad drink, it will become uh, fat, which is, is alcohol is a bad drink. We know about that. Yes. Because yeah. bad things happen. Makes yes. Angry. What's a good drink? Um. Uh, soup. (laughs) (laughs) So so the the winner of Mr. Universe presumably has had a a lot of... (laughs) A lot of soup. Yeah. They might drink, like, raw eggs. Your time is up, And you know what an egg is? Yeah, Yeah. we do know what an egg is. It's a type of hat. Yes. Um... I feel we really got a lot from that. Yeah. Andy, would you like to sort of bring together all the information that we've learned there? So, certainly. So, um, so Mr. Universe is uh, the winner of a competition um, which is entered exclusively by uh, sort of cowboy figures who don't have horses. <laughs> uh, and they have all eaten a lot of soup and a lot of um, hats, hats uh, and resultantly have very good muscles. And one of them is judged to be the best. And they are presumably crowned Mr. Universe. Thank you, Beck, for that explanation. Thanks. (laughs) Very useful. Myself and Andy uh, are interested in people, and we are interested in the things that people do. Um, Phil, in two minutes, could you please explain to us what we would be doing were we to... Attend a public execution. <laughs> You've got two minutes and your time starts now. So you know what Wally ended up doing to people <laughs> <laughs> when he got when he got angry. Yeah. Or squeeze the claw, say yeah. sorry. Squeeze the claw yeah. and they would suffocate. So <laughs> and they would die. Yeah. And he would say sorry. Now this used to happen, but not by Wally, by other people. Right. It still right. happens in some places, mainly in China and the United States of mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. Um, Very briefly, what's China? I knew I shouldn't have said. China is the um, is a big country on the opposite side of the earth from America. Okay. And they have very different ideas. Do they have their own equivalent of a rodeo? Um, no, no, they don't. Not that I know. They have a they have they have a traditional opera. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Phil, uh, no. well, one minute ten. What, what, <laughs> what's opera? An opera is like a rodeo, <laughs> but the, instead of instead of riding animals, the cowboys sing. They shout in a pleasant way. They shout in a pleasant way. Okay. Um, that's you say what, America and China have very different ideas. Yeah. Uh, very briefly, could you tell us one American idea and the Chinese idea that's different to that? Um, America believes in um, sort of unfettered freedom of the individual, and and China believes in um, suffering for the greater good. Okay, so in in the way that uh, uh, Lara Croft has a great deal of movement, that's the sort of American ideal. Mm. Yeah, and and a lot of people 
helping a ticket inspector that's fallen off a bus to become better. That's working towards the greater exactly. good. Exactly, that's right, so right, right. So in, in, in China, Lara Croft would not be permitted to jump sideways into <laughs> a pit of tigers. Only if she was accompanied by hundreds of other people also jumping sideways. At the and same in 10 time. seconds, what's a public execution? <laughs> a public execution is when Wally does it, Wally kills you in public, <laughs> and you come to watch. <laughs> Thank you for that, Phil. Thank you for that, Phil. In two minutes, you've told me and Andy that what we would be doing were we to attend a public execution uh, is that in another country like America or China, um, we would uh, <laughs> watch Wally kill someone in a public place. Yeah, yeah that's more or less it. Um, for, uh, for contradicting different ideas depending on where this was happening. Mm. I mean, it would be nice to get an example of the sort of crime in each one of those countries that would result in, in Wally strangling you. Right. Yes, could you give sorry. us an American crime? Well, in America, I suppose murder would be one. What's that? Well, now you're going to find this ironic. <laughs> <laughs> murder yes. is what Wally does. Oh. But if you do it in America, the punishment is that America does it back to you. Right. Yeah. Okay, because you don't have permission or... That's right. Only mm. a, the country is allowed to be Wally in America. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to be Wally. So the, the, the country invests Wally with the power to be Wally, but anybody else does not have that right. Yeah, you cannot impersonate Wally in that, in that aspect. Perhaps you America. have to go to a, a, a school to, to become Wally, to gain uh, special permission. Um, yes, and you have to get a special Wally badge, basically, that says that you are acting as Wally on behalf of the state. <laughs> Presumably, if you, if you see somebody going around with this badge, you want to be, beat a hasty retreat. <laughs> uh, well, not if you have nothing to worry about. But actually, even then in America, yeah, it's probably best if you do keep your distance. And a Chinese crime? Um, is, is murder, <laughs> I just need to check if murder is legal in China, if it's illegal in... <laughs> I think murder is illegal in China, but the, mm, they have a lot of wallies. <laughs> in the yeah, they they have a lot. They employ a lot of more wallies than America does. Okay, <laughs> thank you, Phil. Back in. Uh in two minutes, would you be able to tell us what we would be doing if we were to be mind-sweeping? Two minutes. What would we be doing if we were mind-sweeping? Your time starts now. Okay, so in Wally, mm. the robot really likes to clean. Yes. Yes. So um, imagine that you were cleaning. Yes. But you had to be very careful where you cleaned because some of the things that you might touch might explode. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, um, Wally sort of compacts all of the rubbish in his chest, so presumably that's um, not possible. No, you probably don't want to do that because if if one of the things – well, yeah. don't do that anyway because okay. you're not a robot. <laughs> so don't put things in your chest, please. Okay. 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 Good. We shouldn't put things in our chest. Except Not air. directly. Except air. Yeah, air, like crucially. you can put things into yourself via your mouth, 
but don't don't okay. <laughs> thank you. Don't put it into you via like don't directly open up your chest. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's a, there's a standard route into your chest, and that's through your mouth. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, do and not, you're not do to not deviate. That. <laughs> you're not to use any other entrance to get to your chest. Um. Uh. Your nose, you could use for air, but that that's uh, nothing about else. It. Nothing else. Okay. Uh, mind sweeping. Who? So it's bits of rubbish that might explode. Yes. Where are they? Uh, in a outside in usually in a in a big open space. In a big open space. Yeah, a bit like Mordor. Okay, so not yeah. a nice area. No, not a nice area. So, like, you're in Mordor, yes. and then you've got to uh, be very careful and maybe at a distance try and explode or remove the things. How might you do that? Uh, with a stick. You could – a very long stick. Use a long stick to yes. poke the rubbish so it, it blows Explodes. up. And then you can go and, and pick up the pieces. And very okay. briefly, who put the rubbish there, the exploding rubbish? Um, uh, the uh, Probably an enemy. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> your, your time is up, Beck. Thank you very okay. much for that. Andy, would you like to uh, sum up what Beck has told us there about minesweeping? Certainly. So at some point, uh, an enemy has strewn Mordor with a lot of exploding uh, rubbish, which you are, for some unknown reason, bidden to uh, clean up using a big stick. Yeah. Uh, and also that there's only one legitimate route into the chest. <laughs> Thank you, Beck, for that information. We are, we have some understanding of the English language, but not a deep understanding of it. And we are confused by some of the things that people say. Um, so, finally, we would like you to explain some things that people say. Phil, in two minutes, could you please explain to me what the following phrase means? Mm -hmm. There's no use crying over spilt milk. In two minutes, what do people mean when they say that? And what is it? Your time starts now. Are you aware of cows from your from your rodeo knowledge? We have some knowledge of so cows. So they're probably here. Mm. They were bulls. They're bulls. Yeah. Now, yes. Bulls are the male version of cows. Okay. okay. Cows are the wives. <laughs> cows are the bulls' wives. Okay. And in a sort of Wally situation, they're the female people in the pods on the spaceship. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. animals also sort of abide by the same sort of um, distinction. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the cows, these female bulls, yes, they secrete a white liquid right. that people can drink, like the drinks in the pods in Wally. Is it a is it a good drink or a bad drink? It depends. On whether or not you are lactose intolerant. Right. What's that? So it could make you either muscular or angry. <laughs> What's lactose intolerant? Lactose is a part of the milk that gives you the energy. You say intolerant. Is that the same as the prejudice that you mentioned earlier? It's very similar, actually. Okay. So people who are lactose intolerant have a prejudice against milk. And they wouldn't let a cowboy into a service station. <laughs> Certainly not if he was leading a heifer in. Definitely not. <laughs> no. And even if he weren't, they would have their suspicion. But to, uh, but to prevent his, his entry would be a criminal act. So <laughs> it, were, were this to happen in, in, say, America, could could Wally get involved? 
Okay, so if if this happened in America, if a lactose intolerant, if a lactose prejudiced person <laughs> yeah. in America refused entry of a cowboy into a service station, yes. would Wally <laughs> be called in to <laughs> to deal with them? Not well, depends in on the state. Justice. Depends on the state. Okay, in Texas, possibly, mm-hmm. and in New York, almost certainly not. Okay, and why would you cry over spilt milk? Um, because you wanted to drink it. Thank Your you. time is up. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> In two minutes, you've explained to us that the phrase, there's no use crying over spilt milk. Um, uh, the reason people say that is because there's a, uh, a, a liquid that is neither good nor bad that is secreted from female bulls, uh, and uh, you um, cry if you can't drink it. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Phil. Thank you. Thank you. Beck, mm-hmm. could you uh, in two minutes explain to us the phrase, you can't have your cake and eat it too? You have two minutes and your time starts now. Okay, so a cake mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. like, um, is a cake is like an egg. <laughs> right, it's, yeah. a sort of hat, sort of it's a hat. Full of the cake building is, blocks of cake life. Cake is like a hat that you can eat. Yeah. Right. Okay. And it's and imagine that hat was also like just full of of more delicious. And w- would this stuff would this eat. make you eligible to to win Mister Universe? No, okay. no, no, no. If anything, um, the people in Wally have probably eaten too much cake. Okay. Right. Yeah. So 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 there's in the same way that there's good and bad liquids, there's sort of good and bad hats. Um. Uh. Well, uh, eggs. Yeah, sure. (laughs) So, um, if you were to have your cake, your big delicious edible hat, and, um, and you wanted to keep it Mm -hmm. and not eat it, Mm -hmm. that, that, then that's your choice. If you want to (laughs) eat the hat, like if you eat the hat and it's gone, you put it in your chest via the approved route. Exactly. You put it in through your mouth. And that nullifies possession in some way. Well, you no longer. Yeah, you you can no longer um, hold it because uh, then you would <laughs> you would digest it. Right. What's digest? Uh, it's when your body takes it all apart and puts it into various areas of you for energy. It puts it into different areas, <laughs> like muscles. Yeah, it might give it to the muscles to right. give them power. But it's a bad thing to give to muscles. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, it will turn into fat probably. Okay. So you don't want to eat your cake because then you won't be able to hold it. Exactly. Okay. And um, what's it made of? Uh, it's made with egg, funnily enough. So t- smaller hats. Thank you. <laughs> smaller hats. <laughs> smaller hats. Good. Very important piece of information we got towards the end there, Andy. Um, Andy, would you like to summarise what Becca's just said? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there is there is some um, way of combining a number of small hats, uh, which makes them into uh, an object known as a cake, um, and you can eat this via your mouth. However, you will no longer <laughs> possess it if you are to do this, uh, and th- there are presumably merits to both. Thank you, Beck, for that explanation. You're welcome. Thanks. At the end of that, Andy, who do you feel has provided the most satisfactory explanations? 
both wonderful, very, very um, grateful to mm. you for um, for starting off our journey of understanding in the world. Absolutely. Um, I think uh, that Phil has provided a level of understanding of, of the two, two of the great powers of the world in which we are now living, yeah. mm. um, which I think might come in handy. And as such, I, I may have to give it to Phil. Um, whilst I think that uh, at Beck's um, building of a view of the world via the rodeo laid the foundations for Phil's explanations, I do think Phil has provided the most satisfactory explanations. I, I agree, actually, as well. <laughs> so um, at the end of that, uh, Beck Hill, thank you very much indeed. No, thank you. It's a pleasure. And Phil Wang, thank you very much. Indeed. Thank you both. Best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. In this new world. <gasps> oh, no, well, I don't think penicillin's resolving that. Oh! Oh, oh, oh Andy. He was so young. Shame. So young. Ah, we, we just wasted an hour. You have been listening to Born Yesterday, featuring Andy Barr and me, Alexander Bennett. I created the show and Steve Pretty composed the music. If you've enjoyed the show, please tell people about it. Follow us on social media and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.